I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome along to the VMTV Rugby Pod. Stuart McAvoy here, and it's great to be back with European rugby just around the corner. Of course, it all starts this Friday night at Franklin's Gardens as Northampton Saints take on Racing 92. Having heard from the Irish provinces in part one of the pod, we will now hear from the teams across the pond in the Gallagher Premiership and the Top 14. First up, I caught up with Leicester Tigers captain Ellis Genge, and their director of rugby, Steve Borthwick. Leicester are flying high in the Premiership, sitting top, and here's what they had to say ahead of their match with current champions Harlequins last weekend. Well, so after a couple of weeks in hotels, it must be great to get back to Leicester playing your club rugby. Yeah, um, we've got a first game this weekend against Quinns, and obviously I was in camp with a fair few of those boys, but... No, it's just nice to be out and about, um, training again. I've had a, a few weeks on my backside, so I'm yeah, raring to go. As you mentioned there, Harlequins, big game, and then into Europe. Pretty exciting time up to Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, it's an exciting uh, place to be at the moment. Obviously, at the club, we're on a decent run, so um, hopefully take that form into Europe. Yeah, you mentioned that run. Is it 10 unbeaten? Why it's... is it so good? What can you put that down to? Like, is the atmosphere brilliant? And obviously, the players, but... No, we, we obviously had a lot of hardship in the last few years. Um, change of coaches, obviously. Um, different players coming in, different environment. Just a good vibe, mate. And I guess it's just momentum. Yeah. And you as captain, how much are you enjoying that? Yeah, that's yeah. what it's all down to, actually. Um, <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it, mate. It's, uh, it's a bit of a different one for me. Um, but I've got such good leaders around me that you, it's, you're just in second gear, really. They, they help you out so much, you don't really have to think about it. And you said it's different for you. Is it just, in what way do you mean that, Alice? Um, just a bit more talking, uh, a bit more press, um, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but not, not massively, like I, I still talk to the boys the same off the pitch, uh, just on the pitch doing the coin toss and that sort of stuff, mate. So yeah, it's not it's not massively different. And Bordeaux and Connacht. Bordeaux have obviously been pretty good last year. They get to the semi-final, it's going to be a big test for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, watch that game. They get a red card in that game. Yes, they did. And then it was in France, wasn't it? Yeah, just lose. Um, no, they're a brilliant outfit, mate. Um, I played against their tight head band, Tamofina, in the autumn, just gone. So I had a catch up with him. He's a lovely bloke, great player. Um, no, they're, they're obviously of high quality, mate. So we'll uh, have to roll our sleeves up for that one. And then Connacht, you obviously beat them last year. Challenge. Fancy doing them again at the sports ground. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, obviously, another great team. And uh, it's a, the thing is that 
not that we struggle with, I guess, but the the different challenges, obviously, the, the teams that play in leagues that we don't play in week in, week out. We've got a lot of statistics from the other leagues and the kick meters are all different and the, the running meters are higher and, and stuff like that. So it's interesting, mate, but we just got to adapt and uh, put our game to make it come to, to fruition. Is there still a bit of hurt from that final in the challenge last year, else? Um, if I'm being brutally honest with you, mate, I, I haven't thought about it much since because not that we were shocked to get there, but like we, we probably weren't expected to do so well. Um, and I think like we threw everything at that game. A few silly penalties let us down in the end, as you know, because it was a very, very tight game. But they're a great outfit, mate. They're no mugs at all. And uh, I think they played very well on the day. Obviously, French teams traditionally don't travel very well, but they travelled quite well that day. So but they were well-deserved winners. And obviously, we've got another opportunity to compete in Europe this year that we're looking forward to. And you've got plenty of youngsters there. Dan Kelly, Freddie Stewart, Nick Dolly, to name a few. I'm sure there's plenty of others in there. Academy pretty good, or is it just the competition for pace is so good at Leicester? Half and half. I think the academy system's always been strong at Leicester. Uh, I don't know how much you know about the academy league, but they've always dominated it um, very convincingly. Um, won back-to-back uh, academy titles in Freddie Stewart and, and those boys' years. So, yeah, they're uh, they're sharp players, mate. And like as you said, there's so many other names um, that are just pushing for places each week and training. And the good thing about playing well as a team is that everyone wants to be involved. So it just makes training that much better. And just if we look at the Champions Cup, obviously for Leicester, early 2000s, back to back. And then since then, if I'm right, you haven't won a trophy maybe since 2017. Like you yeah. must be itch- itching to, especially if you're being captain, lift some silverware at the end of the season if you can. Yeah, definitely. No, 100%. I've, the thing is about rugby is it's brilliant. I've been a good environment off the pitch, lovely loads of mates enjoy your rugby and stuff but if you don't win anything people don't really remember it um you know what I mean that's when your best memories come so the stuff that I've won with with England like the Grand not Grand Slam sorry the Six Nations and the Autumn Nations Cup those sort of things you remember that you remember you get the medal and all that sort of stuff obviously you came second in the World Cup got a medal for that but yeah like you said I've only had one trophy since I've been at Leicester we've uh, we probably struggled to be honest in those competitions for, for a few years um so yeah but now we're doing okay and we've got an opportunity to compete and do you talk about that throughout the week no. or at all the start of the season about winning trophies no. or is it literally as you oh, said sorry, the- sorry I thought you were going to ask about the trophies won in the past no mate we of course every, every team speaks about winning right um, and every team wants to win the premiership wants to win the, the top 14 and then yeah. ultimately Europe like Exeter Chiefs done the double Saris done the double Tigers done it in the past but no we don't our thing sorry but then um, our thing uh, that we focus on is just ourselves so I know it sounds so cliche and you probably think I'm just giving you a back of the Chris Backer answer but we just totally focus on ourselves and go week to week and it's, it's working for us at the moment so hopefully as I said we can take that into Europe But when you're in England camp for example and um, a couple of players have won stuff with the clubs are you like geez, I wish that was me as well like, so when they go when we have a summer tour and the boys are obviously playing in the Prem finals, then they meet up with us and they've obviously got like loads of memories of been out on the piss for a few days and like they've just got loads to talk about and that sort of stuff. And obviously we had some real tough finishes and then we went away to the summer tour. You're a little bit bitter um, and you think, oh, I'd love to be a part of that, but like, I'd want to be a part of it with my team, not their team, if that makes sense. I'm not, yeah. I'm not like, I wish I was a part of that. Um, but it's look, we're, we're a long way off of even competing in the Premiership yet. Um, for a top spot I know we're top of the league but a lot can change very quickly so I guess for us boys again a bit of a cliche it's just by staying grounded and, and taking it week by week 
and this coaching group under Steve and Kevin and a few others there. Um, how good is that? How do you like working with them all? Yeah, I love it. Matt Smith and, and Brett Deacon, obviously 100 odd games each for the club. Smithy 228. So um, there's a lot of diehard Leicester in that, you know, and that they know how much it means to play in these competitions, which is always helpful. I actually played my debut in Europe with Smithy away at Racing. Um, so, yeah, they, they know the, the emotions and the feelings, especially being at Welford Road. Um, obviously, we're in Bordeaux first, but those fixtures and how much it means to play a European game, it's, it's like no other. Europeans just got a different smell in the air, you know, like especially in the winter when it gets dark early. Um, yeah, it's lovely with the floodlights on and that. So the coaching team's been amazing. So I drifted off the question. The coaching team's been brilliant. Steve's obviously a, he's probably the best coach technically that I've worked with um, to date. Um, Kevin, he's just a powerful, powerful man. Yeah. Um, not just physically, obviously doing that running stuff, but just the way he speaks. He speaks with such endeavour and emotion. That it just sort of fixates you and you, you're drawn into him like a like a moth to the to the light bulb, I guess. Like that's that's how well he speaks. Um and to be honest, defense, you can get all your technical stuff right, but if someone don't want to make a tackle, then you're probably not going to do too well. So he plays on the art strings quite a lot and that resonates with me. And you yourself, I think you're only 26, hopefully if I'm correct. Yeah. How much true. better have you got to give to Leicester Tigers and in general for England as well? Um I think I'm nowhere near my best yet. Uh personally I think I've got my best rugby ahead of me. Um even recently, like I've just been, I've been watching a few different sports, like the NFL, um, seeing the way those guys move off the ball and that. And I really want to add a few different things to my game. So it's exciting for me. I've got got loads to learn, um, but I'm enjoying my rugby at the moment, and long may it continue. And finally, if we are to see Leicester at the top table this year and May or wherever it is, what do you think you have to get right, or how good, or? What's you say? How far do you have to go to get there? Yeah, I, I don't know how far we've got to go, but there's, there's definitely a lot that we work on week to week. Um, like I said, again, sorry to repeat it, but we do just go week to week and, and take on each week as it comes. So each week is a different challenge um, in terms of maybe we got our, our line at D wrong or maybe we got our more wrong. So we just tackle that each week and, and try to get better with that each each time we take the field. Brilliant. Thanks so much for your time, Alice. I'm top man, Stuart. Thanks, oh, mate. Yes. I think it's a privilege to be at this great club uh, regardless. I think the players are working exceptionally hard. a fantastic group that I really enjoy working with um, and privileged to coach them. Um, so it's exciting. We've got some uh, big games ahead. Um, I'm not one who looks back very much. So I very much look forward. Um, and we've got some big games ahead of us. So they're, they're, they're ones that we're excited about. When you, you look at the, the quality of opposition we're facing this next period of time, you see, um, you see we're going to be tested. And I think as, as when you're involved in elite sport, I think you're, you're always wanting to, to be tested and, and, and find out more about yourselves and, and what we need to do to get better. They're a great side. They're doing really well in the top 14. They're, they're packed full of, of incredible players. Uh, big, big physical forward pack, athletic back row, speed in the backs um so they got they got a, a lot of strengths um so they're uh, certainly a formidable opponent we've there's things we've certainly done 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 well but there's plenty of things we've got to got to work on so i'm, I'm really pleased and proud of the, the effort that the players have put in to work together as a team you know also this group hasn't been together very long i've been here I think just under 18 months, about 17 months now. Um, and through that time, there's been, I think there's, I think it's about 40 players now that have, 
played their first game for Leicester Tigers in that period of time. Um, this is, you know, when you when you bring that many new players into a group, um, it takes time to to form. We've got a, a new coaching team that changed again this last summer. So I'm very clear where we are on our journey. At the same point, I'm really excited about the progress we've made. And um, and I think that that bodes bodes well. There's great signs for the future. Each one of them has different strengths. Got guys here that have been at Leicester Tigers their 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 whole lives, um, and live and breathe Leicester Tigers. We've got guys that have experience from other areas. Alan Walters joined us from after his experience at Scarlet, Munster, Springboks. Um, Richard Wigglesworth, um, he's he's a player, but he's a player and he's coaching as well. Um, and it, it, from his his experiences, and then you've got Kevin's joined us um, with his background in rugby league, sometime in rugby union, but obviously the vast majority in rugby league. But brings um, a whole wealth of um, competitive. Uh, how do you say? He, I mean, he's lived in high performance sport for a long period, and he's consistently been at the very top level of his sport. So each one of them had something different. What we want is is. Um, Leicester Tigers to be a, a team that that competes um, and that for a, for a long period of time there Leicester Tigers dropped a long way away and what we're doing is trying to establish our way of playing and, and establish the behaviours we want so that Leicester Tigers are a team that can compete and uh, you know and, and when I say that I mean in, in each game we play I want us to be able to compete and um, we know we've got a, a lot to, to learn, a lot to develop as we're so early in our journey, but that is that's a, a something for us to sort of strive towards, if you like. And it's positive so playing against a, um, a team that was jam packed full of, of quality that had just won the last eight straight in, in, in the top 14 and, and um, had the with the budget they have and all the things they do, you can win and go right. So the team got themselves to the first final, first final that Twickenham Leicester Tigers has been to in a long time and um, ultimately played played really well. And, and we fell short, fell short by points. We took the lessons then and, and moved on with another game the next week. So that's that's what we do. We move on pretty fast. I, I think I think those those guys have got big futures ahead of them. And the the really pleasing thing about them is is their attitude they have every day that they come into training and want to improve, and I think that stands them in real good stead, and it's a very good sign for the club going forward. Um, if you've got the the younger players in the squad driving as hard as they have, then everybody's going to be pushing. We'll, we'll do is we've got we'll play Harlequins this weekend. That's the focus. Once we get after Harlequins, the focus will be on playing against Bordeaux. And then after that, once that game's done, then the focus will move to Connor. And I keep it very, very simple. We don't, we don't set big, lofty goals because you know, what we do is just, let's, let's concentrate on this game that's right in front of us. Let's try and be a better team this week and, and improve as coaches, improve as players, and then then we'll go on to the next week. So Leicester unbeaten this season and in a fine run of form and look to be back to their best. Another team who have won the famous European trophy before are Exeter Chiefs and I chatted with Rob Baxter and club captain Jack Yendall after their win against Bath. 
Bob, you must be a pretty happy man after Friday night's win against Bath. Well, we certainly needed some points. Stay at the right, roughly the right end of the table. It's a bit, bit ironic after a few weeks we've had that we won and dropped a spot. But um, no, we were very pleased with the points. Um, obviously, very pleased with some of the qualities we show. We show we had a we had another little issue against again around the back five of the scrum on the morning of the game where Sean Lonsdale dropped out. He'd been kind of running and calling line X through the week, and Don Armand had to drop in for his his first game in the second row this season. Um, did really well, did really well. So we, we we kind of grew in confidence through our pack through the course of the game and we held things together and stayed in, stayed in contention when, when Bath were throwing everything at us and we've come through with a with a very hard fought but I think well-deserved win, which has you know, kept us kept, kept sticking along nicely. I heard you say you must enjoy these wins, so have you? Yeah, well, I think that I, when I say we should enjoy the wins, it's a little bit about making sure that you don't, have an expectation that good things will just come whenever, a few weeks down the line, a couple of months down the line. It's about, you know, understanding that, that every day and every game matters. So when I say enjoying it, I mean, like, you know, turn up to training today and enjoying working hard and getting well set for Saracens and then, you know, taking every game as a bit of a privilege and really enjoying it for, for what it is. And I think when, you, when you're playing and playing like that, you tend to get on rolls very quickly because everyone just starts looking forward to getting back into training, back into the next game. And that, that's just what we need to be about. You know, it's, we, haven't, we haven't lost it completely. You know, we're still, we're still kind of getting on with things. Um, but we, I just want us to be a real drive for us. And as you say, Saracens, and then into Europe, it's going to be a great couple of weeks for you, isn't it? It's a fantastic few weeks for us as a, as a team and for us as a club and, and for our supporters. This is, this is what kind of the last couple of years has been missing. This is, this is what you want to see. You know, you want to have a, a run of games um, into Christmas where... I mean, the, the pressure point of it is it's it's a huge it's going to be a huge determiner on where we end up um, later in the season. But at the same time, it's going to be a great challenge for us. And if we come through it, I can I can see it adding real momentum to our season. So, in a lot of ways, it's exactly probably what we need. What have you learned, or what did you learn from that day against Leinster, Rob? That uh, quarterfinal defeat. What was the biggest thing that stood out for you? Um, well, obviously, the the biggest thing we talked about was you know how to let a fourteen nil. Um, lead slip as probably as quickly as we did um, because we definitely got 14 points up and did some very uncharacteristic quite quite soft things to concede points I, I thought Leinster were very good on the day don't, don't get me wrong um, and we were probably better than we gave ourselves credit for I think when you re-watch the game we did a lot of good things that day and were very competitive um, kind of had a really good opportunity to score later on that would have created a real like a two-point game and um, the only thing that stops us is, is Sam Simmons just nudges in the back of Johnny Gray pretty much as he's, as he's going to go over and it, we get done for a block and you know we were close we were close against the lens performance that was very good but at the same time we also didn't take a take, didn't take the opportunity to really double up the pressure on Leinster so you know we, we've learned a bit about it that you know the one thing is is you've got to you've got to stay in the fight for 80 minutes that taking your foot off the pedal is a killer at any against any good side, either in the Premier, even in the Premiership or in Europe, and we just got to make sure that when we hit Montpellier, we've got our foot on the pedal for the full eighty minutes. Yeah, you, as you say, you've been an extra long, long time now through the highs and the lows. Where do you feel this team is at at the moment, Rob? Is it just a case where you were stuttering a wee bit, but you're not too concerned, and you feel as if you still very much can be at the top table? hundred oh, percent. I just think. As I said, you know, your, your greatest strengths can become your weaknesses if you allow if you allow them to be, or if you take them for granted. 
And the biggest strength we've developed over a number of years and, and by talking about it and genuinely being open about it is that kind of building a, an understanding. And, and every good team does this, that if you drive what you do as a side collectively with the 15 guys on the field uh, as, as, lo- as hard as you can for as long as you can, often really good things happened happen now in the end that's what Leinster did you say you said in that quarter final they stuck out what they did and they drove it and drove it and they drove it that bit harder than we were managed managed to drive our game and they came on top and I think that's probably what we've really got to make sure we really lock into because the other thing that can happen is if you have some success doing that or periods of success and we've had we've had some good periods of success doing that you can start to have an assumption that just sticking at it will mean you come through in the end but actually sticking at it is one thing but it's sticking at it doing it flat out is what matters so it's not just sticking at your game plan that brings you through in the end and although it will sometimes it's actually sticking at it but at flat out intensity because that's what genuinely wears on the opposition and creates that creates that energy you know draining of the energy batteries in the opposition if you don't if you don't do it with real vigor and real enthusiasm and real energy Teams just stay there and they just go, yeah, this is this is quite tough to play against, but we can deal with it and we'll have our time as well. And I think that's the difference is it, you need to have a confidence that what you'll do is will work, but it's a confidence that you have to do it hard and you have to do it tough and you have to do it for 80 minutes. It's 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 a confidence it works, but you, you've got to stick at it flat out. And I think that's, we just need to get back to that a little bit. You obviously reached the peak of just over a year ago against Rossing in that final. You've also won a couple of premierships. You've also lost a few finals. How do you, obviously, you want to win them, but do you learn a lot from losing those finals as well, Rob? Well, you do, but and I think you, they're, all, they're also very motivated. Every, every, big, every big game you lose can, be, can do two things. It can, take, it can sap you and you can doubt yourself about it or you can use it as a driver and a re-energizer. And we've always managed to do that. Um, not for a whole season, you know. Every, I think every team has little like kind of dips of energy or form or whatever, and we've had them in most seasons. But we've we've normally addressed them very very well. Um, and probably, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't mind saying probably what happened last season when, when we lost the final, we probably never really had what you call a, 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 a real drop off. We kind of were very consistent through the season. And actually, if anything, our our intensity drop off happened over the last three or four weeks of the season, mm-hmm. and and you don't we probably never now in hindsight <clears throat> just didn't have the time to readdress it, and it just hurt us just enough for us to, to lose a tight final, and I think what it feels like at the moment is it feels like we're we're going through some challenging times now, but I'm really expecting them to make us a better team. I'm expecting them to like solidify us and drivers and reset some real high standards and create a unity around how how we're going to work over these coming games and if we do that then then we'll be a match for anybody um if we don't then we we will suffer the consequences and finally rob what drives you at exeter you know seem to have been there for forever i wanted to keep you going is it trophies or is it getting better every day or what drives you to still be in the job that you're doing um I I, i do i think i think it's too it's probably to fulfill our, fulfilling our, our potential as a club, really, if I'm honest with you, is the thing that is, it really excites me. You know, I turn, up, I turn up to work today and I walk out on the pitch and, you know, the hotel at the bottom of the, bottom of the stadium, bottom of our car park is nearly finished and it's, it's going to be one of the best hotels in Exeter, if not the best hotel in Exeter. You know, we've got a grandstand. You, will, you, know, you guys will see it when you, if, at the game here. 
the opposite side of the pitch now from our from our main grandstand is is pretty much nearly finished and it is pretty much a mirror image on the front it hasn't got all the the culprit at the back but of, of this side you know it takes our capacity to over fifteen thousand, and it's it's going to create an incredible atmosphere here we're, we're getting close to create a full stadium here you know we've done these things and we've invested this money because of where we want to have our standing as a club in premiership in the europe and in worldwide really and those things really do interest me and excite me you know the, the whole picture of where we can go is we've only still we're still very much on that journey and, and my job i i feel is to just not let us slip off on the field when what we're doing off the field is is potentially creating the foundations for something that that should be should be fantastic on the field as well. Brilliant, great stuff, Rob. Thanks for your time. Right, thanks very much. Good win on Friday night against Bath. Must have enjoyed it, did you, Jack? Yeah, it was good. Uh, pleasing to kind of importantly get the result, but also kind of get back on track a bit. We've obviously had a few disappointing performances this year, and hopefully we've kind of kickstarted ourselves into a. Uh, a decent kind of block going into Christmas. Yeah, big set of fixtures, as you say. Saracens then, Montpellier and Glasgow. It's a pretty exciting time, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's you know, I mentioned it a second ago there, it has been frustrating because we have been close in these games and it's, it's just a case of making sure that we push the performance levels for more than kind of a couple of minute blocks in the game. We've got to be able to do that time after time um, in order to get the result we want. Any reason you think for that sort of stuttering performances at the moment this season, Jack? If you knew it, you wouldn't answer it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's hard to put your finger on it. It's, it's been a case of a few small little errors have added up to kind of big, big sways in the game and big results in the game. And if you, you know, the coaches say a lot in terms of if each person makes one small error, that's 15 small errors in the game. If you start making two errors and everyone makes two errors, it, it all adds up. So it's just about trying to limit the small errors and just have those repeat solid efforts. Coach, or I saw a couple of quotes there saying you need to enjoy these wins a bit more. Were you taking them for granted, do you think? Very possibly. Um, you know, you might have seen a couple of weeks ago uh, the Gloucester result we got away from home. That was, a, that was a really emotional performance to be part of. There was a lot of kind of cheering when things went well and like genuine celebrating and emotion. And I think that kind of eluded us um, the early part of the season. It was a case of like we'd score a try, we'd get back and crack on with the next job. It wouldn't actually celebrate the moments we were in. Um, particularly in that first game we played, which I think was was Leicester away from home. Um, there was moments in that game where we actually something really, really good, but it wasn't really like cheered and celebrated. It was a case of right onto the next thing, whereas you've got to make sure you do have those emotional peaks because um, you will ultimately get the drops in the game as well. And with Europe being, you know, the new sort of format, you're going to have to deliver in these big days again, aren't you? If you want to make the knockout stages. Absolutely, yeah. You know, you know the, the usual format you always like tar target your home games and look to pick up points on the road. But now it's a case of, because there's, you know, limited fixtures and it's affected by the bigger pool, it means you just got to go out and perform, you know, straight off the bat. And you always want to start on the best foot and, and get, a, get a result straight away and start, you know, making other teams having to chase you. So it's about hitting the ground running. And last season, obviously had that disappointment against Leinster. What did you learn from that day? Or have you sort of, obviously, yeah, parked that. It was a while ago now, but did you take a lot of learnings from that? Uh, I mean, obviously there was there was large disappointment from that. You know, myself personally, I, I was pretty good with my own performance as well as well as how the team went. But a, a big learn from it probably was the the intensity that Leinster, you know, kept at us with. I think we started that game really well, and 
you know, consciously or not, whether it was a, a conscious decision, we almost kind of stepped off the gas a bit and and that's where Leicester really thrived. They were just relentless coming at us again and again. Um, and, it, and it showed towards the end because they, they got the right side of the results. So I think no matter how we start a game, whether we fly off the blocks or whether we don't, it's just making sure that we're consistently applying pressure to the, up, to the opposition. And with your game plan, do you think teams have maybe caught, caught on to it a wee bit and it needs to evolve a bit more? Or do you think if you still do what you do at the best, you are up there with the best? I think our game plan has always evolved and it, it is always evolving. It's never, you know, contrary to what people think and may believe, it's, it's never been consistent, you know, throughout my time here. It's, it's constantly getting tweaked and, and adapted and changed as are the rules of the game. It's just making sure that we almost stay ahead of the curve and then we have teams chasing us and we're, we're not chasing teams. And you've obviously won this competition just over a year ago. Pretty great story. And you've won a couple of premiership titles. Are you guys still as hungry as ever to go and win? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably the ultimately why we're so disappointed and gutted with last season because we've obviously tasted success previously. Um, and having that kind of snatched away from you when, when, you, when you're pretty close to it again, um, it hurts. It's just making sure whether it's the disappointment, the, the, the pain of last year or wanting to have that feeling again or some players wanted to come in and have it for the first time, just making sure whatever it is for the individual that they, they use that as a driver. Can I make it your 10th season at the club? <laughs> Been around a while. Have you got any big ambitions still going? Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, I, I still love it. I, I still see it as um, a decent crack coming in the lads and, and chucking the ball around it. You know, I feel myself privileged to do it as a job. Um, and ultimately, you can get great rewards from it, as we just spoke about there. You can you can win amazing things and make amazing memories. But the, the big thing is, when it's not enjoyable, that's probably when your head's not in the right state of mind to do it. But I still absolutely love it. How's your relationship with Luke Cohen Diggy? Has it always been good? Yeah, it's always been good. Like I, you know, I remember when Luke first started to transition to hooker, and he's he's always someone that gives you know 110 percent and flies himself into absolutely everything. Um, you know, and it, it, it's really good to see him go and do the, the amazing things he's done and represent the Alliance. We're all really, really proud of him here. And, you know, no doubt he's going to keep consistently performing for, for the club and internationals in the future. And finally, what do you think you have to get right? Sort of, I know it's a bigger question, but if you do want to get to the finals, what do you think is the most important thing, you know, after struggling maybe at the start of this season to go on into the latter stages of the competition in Europe? Uh, probably a big one is, is getting our emotional levels right. Um, you know, it, it's easy to talk all the technicalities of the game and, you know, the small ins and outs, but it's, it's making sure you get that emotional reset um, le leading into the week. It's, it's easy to get revved up um, at one point or another, but it's making sure, you know, like you said, that we've, we've got a big block of games coming up. It's making sure that post that game, you do have that chill out and time away from rugby so that you can get yourself going again, building in through the week. And by the time the weekend comes and you get onto the pitch, you're ready to chuck absolutely everything into it physically and mentally. Great stuff, John. Good luck at the weekend. Thank you. Thanks very much. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, Exeter hoping to be in contention this year again. What about current English champions, Harlequins? Do they fancy their chances? Let's see what they had to say. Hi, firstly, you've been at Harlequins for a couple of months now. How are you getting on your new role? Yeah, it's been really enjoyable. I, I've been here just over three months and it's, um, well, it's exciting, isn't it? Because they're the current title holders and we've had a solid start and, um, you know, it's a new organisation and an amazing competition. So it's been, um, it's been really enjoyable, thanks. Yeah, and you've got a big set of fixtures coming up. Uh, Leicester and then into Europe. Pretty exciting time, isn't it? Yeah, and it's kind of this transitioning piece as the internationals finish and our players come back in and we've got a, you know, pretty much a big uh, match against the best team in the Premiership at the moment. And then we roll into Europe, which is always exciting. Yeah, and what about those European fixtures? Cast away and then Cardiff. I suppose it's an opportunity for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's um, and also for us, there's, there's really high expectations um, on the back of the Premiership win last year that, you know, we have the capabilities to get to the second stage, which I don't know when, when we got there last time. But, yeah, there's some – these have been tagged in the calendar. Yeah, I was going to say that. You have done pretty well on the challenge. You've won it a couple of times before. Has it been mentioned as a coaching staff about European and maybe getting a bit higher up into those later knockout stages around April time? Yeah, not necessarily by the, by the, by the coaches, but the players have a higher expectation, as, as you'd expect, on the back of last year. So, um and, and, and this time of year is, you know, we're just starting to get into the winter and the internationals are finished and we're well and truly into the rugby season. So, um, you know, the health of your roster and the way you're playing rugby, all of those kind of um, add to the, the, the dynamics of European rugby as we, you know, face uh, two pretty good teams home and away, which is always um, exciting. And then, and then the next league in January. So um, they have been earmarked by the players as something we can, we can target. I'd say there's obviously a wee bit of disappointment as well. I know you weren't around, but last season against Munster and particularly Racing at home, that was nearly a turning point for Harlequin's season. And I suppose in front of their home crowd, they, they want to deliver a big performance in Europe against Cardiff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, momentum can shift within a couple of weeks nearly. So um, with, with, with things lining up, but, um, you know, fast forwarding after this Leicester game and then the focus goes on to Europe and then, and then it's, I mean, European rugby is fantastic, isn't it? Because it's different. They often different styles. Um, often, you know, we, we move countries to play our first game. So all of those, all of those uh, variations add to um, what is normally pretty good rugby as well. Uh, and, and as you said, it's an important time of the year for us. You know, hopefully we'll get momentum off last weekend and then playing the, the best team in England. And then we're into Europe. So a pretty good lead in as well. Yeah, and from the outside, it doesn't look as if you've changed too much as far as the brand of rugby at Harlequins. Would that be fair to say? Or have you changed a lot? I just can't see it. 
No, not at all. I mean, one of the things, the great things about joining this club is they're really clear on their DNA. They're really clear on the way they wanted to play. And so for me, it's about fitting in and trying to add value uh, with regard to that. Um, it, in my opinion, you know, teams with positive intent like Harlequins create a better spectacle and it's, you know, it's always really enjoyable. So, um, you know, you throw Cast in the mix who uh, um, kicked the least in the in the French league. Um, you know, they like to keep the ball alive. You know, I'm anticipating a pretty positive game of rugby. From an Irish perspective, it's always good to know how you're getting on with Jerry Flannery and how he works in the coaching group. What's he like to work with? Well, one of the great things about having Adam Jones and having um, uh, Jerry in the mix is these European games, they they come to life. You know, we've been speaking about this this um, this next two-game block in Europe um, as being really important. And it's driven by those two in particular. You know, um, the Irish teams, uh, the Munster in particular, who had a, an amazing track record in Europe. So, you know, they just add a little bit of a little bit more excitement around around that bit. So that's always cool. And you've coached for a long time now all around the world. How do you assess this current Harlequins team you're in charge of at the moment? How good are they? I, I think to win the to win the title last year, you, you clearly you've got to um, be playing rugby at the right end of the year. Um, I think one of the exciting things about about joining a team like this is some of the players that were unearthed last year um, will be here for a long, long period. Some have been um, earmarked for international honours and off, that often comes on the back of a team playing really well. So how good are they? I think they're probably at the, the starting point, hopefully, of, of more really good rugby and really good seasons to come. And do you feel extra pressure because they have, they are current champions or is the case take every game as it comes and see what happens? And try and get better each week? Uh, not really. My remit doesn't really change. So, you know, I signed well before they won the title and my remit was around, um, you know, enhancing the, the culture and strengthening the academy and making sure we got a, a good pathway. That didn't change. But what I do have is I have a group of players that have a higher expectation and, um, and that's that's fantastic. But I don't, I actually don't have the burden of the title either. So I, I come here with a, um, a pretty open mind and also I can ask dumb questions. And finally, Marcus Smith. Uh, just can't not chat about him. How good is he's obviously very good, but what's he like to work with and how how much better can he get? Oh, he's exceptional. I've only been here a short time and he, he went away for a month, but what you can see is you can see a world-class player being unearthed and also in the um in the forming stages. And I think for him, his ability to just you know, play for England regularly, who knows where he can take his game. Clearly at the premiership level, he's played over 100 games for this club and he's been a key contributor in the title last year. So he's not a, um, this is not a, um, a, a blip of form or someone who's in a, like a hot streak. This is a kid that can actually play a game, has got a really balanced game and has also got a little bit of X factor in parts of the game that is rare. Brilliant, great stuff, and good luck for the weekend. Cheers to both. Good, appreciate it. Thank you. Stefan, pretty disappointing defeat to London Irish at the weekend, but apart from that, it's been a pretty good start to the season, hasn't it? Yeah, very disappointing this weekend, still hurting. Um, but I think all in all, we spoke about it in the week as well. Um, we're sitting quite well. We've played some... Probably not our best rugby yet, but log-wise, we, we're sitting well. A couple of big games coming up. You've always got Leicester, sit pretty at the top. And then into Europe, exciting time for you, I imagine, on the team? 
yeah, I think the team's really excited, first of all, for this weekend. It's a massive game for us in both competitions, or for both competitions, really. I think, um, obviously, in the Prem, they're top of the lock. They're the best team. So if we can get one over them, we'll put a big statement out there and give us a lot of confidence going into Europe. Yeah, and what about that first game against Cast? You know, they're sitting okay in the table. And you, ha you probably have a big opportunity this year in Europe if you play well. Yeah, 100%. That's one of our goals this season is to reach the second stage of the European competition. And from there, obviously, anything can happen. But it's definitely one of our goals this season is to push on in the Europe. Yeah, and you've obviously won the challenge a couple of times back in the day. But as far as Europe, you haven't quite probably delivered at that stage. And you mentioned there, you've spoken about it as a, as a playing group. Do you think, can you put, or do you believe it's just you're close to it and this could be the season? Yeah, I think definitely. I think we're coming and we're a different a team probably than a season or two ago. Um, we don't have that many injuries that always help going into Europe. It's obviously a different competition. It's a state pub. It's one the boys love playing in. But this year, we really feel we have a good foundation to, to deliver in Europe and go there and try and stamp down our mark. And you yourself, you obviously have played plenty of years at Super Rugby, but how excited did you get? There's nothing quite like the Heineken Cup, especially coming over here. Yeah, 100%. It's something back home you always watch and you want to be a part of. So to get to play in, in this competition and play against the best is something that excites every player. And yeah, it's just almost a different dynamic to, to Heineken Cup. Do you feel um, in front of your home fans, you know, last year you obviously struggled massively against Rossing. You know, I saw that game. Of, and then, geez, you turned the season around big style. But do you feel you have something to deliver to your fans, you know, especially in that second game at home? Because the last time they would have watched you in Europe was that disappointing defeat. Yeah, definitely. I think we own it to them um, to come out and put a really good performance in at home, especially in the, in the Heineken Cup. Um, I think that's something our fans would also be looking forward to the season and um, they obviously have high hopes for us so it's up to us to deliver how are you dealing with the champions target in your back when everyone wants to come and beat you in no matter what competition it's funny um we actually in the beginning of the season spoke of a little bit about it um going from uh, underdog tag to almost a champions tag but i think speaking to like the or marcus and them that went on lions to us speaking to him speaking to some of the other or his teammates, they all still believe it was a fluke. To, we weren't meant to win the thing. So for us, it's really, again, almost having the underdog tag. It's something, a tag we don't mind having. Um, but yeah, it is definitely a different dynamic. People, teams obviously take us more serious this season. They more, they're better prepared. So the league in itself is, is harder this season. That's pretty interesting. They said to Marcus and stuff that it was a fluke. That's pretty harsh. Surely that nearly even motivates you even more. Yeah, 100%. That's a bit of extra motivation there. So we'll take it. Anything that uh, puts fuel to the fire, I'll take it. And you've signed a new deal a couple of months ago with Harlequins. How much are you loving your time there in, in London? Yeah, it's been brilliant. London is expensive. Um, but other than that, um, I have Andre Estres and yeah, one of my best friends from South Africa. We used to live together and to have him nearby in the same place as me. And um, I'm grand or uh, I'm what do you call it in English? Um, Privileged to, to his son and to his son and his daughter. Um, oh, Godfather, Godfather, that's the word. Uh, okay. so yeah, it's awesome seeing them grow up and having, yeah, and then the culture at Quint is unbelievable. 
I think it's a culture where you can really be yourself and uh, express yourself on and off the pitch. So it's something I really enjoy and I think the rest of the squad at, at the moment as well. And he's having an unbelievable season at inside centre. Geez, he really is showing how good he can be. Yeah, I think it's he's just kicked off from last season, really. I think last season was... I've obviously played with him for since he started at the Sharks, but I think last season was definitely his best. And I think he's just kicking off. We'll just see him getting better and better. And how are you enjoying, from an Irish perspective, it's always good to know how Jerry Flannery is getting on. How are you enjoying working with Jerry? Yeah, I loved working with Jerry. He's a hardworking man. He puts in the hours. So it's um, always good to bounce some ideas of Jerry and uh, get his take on the game. Um, I think he's a big South African supporter after working with Rassi and them as well. So enjoy that. And a quick final couple, one on Marcus Smith, you know, controlling the uh, ship at 10 there at Harlequins. He's a phenomenal player, isn't he? And I presume he is only going to go, go and get better. Unbelievable play. And I think we always say that stuff happens at the right time, but I truly believe I spoke to him as well. I think the right for him, England, for his England debut came at the wrong, right time. I think last year he was obviously wanting to play in the year before, but I think this extra two years has done him immensely well. And I think he's at the top of his game now. He'll just go from strength to strength here. He's a player that constantly wants to get better, works very hard. I don't think he's someone that would stagnate and stay, stay in the same level. He'll just keep getting better. And I'm excited for his future. And lastly, as captain of Harlequins and setting out goals, I suppose it's pretty obvious your next goal would be love to win Europe. Do you believe you are good enough to win at this level or do you have to, is there still more that needs to be added to your game? I think Europe's definitely another level. That's why we said our first goal is to, to get to the second stage. And I think knockout rugby, anything can happen. Um, we back ourselves in knockout, in knockout games. But I think, um, yeah, it's going to take a massive effort for us. To, I'll never say never sport. The, ball, the rugby ball is not round. It can bounce anyway. So, um but, yeah, I think if we can put in good performances and play to our potential, we definitely have a chance. Brilliant, Stefan. Thanks for your time. Yes, thanks to it. Yes, it'll be very interesting to see how Harlequins go in Europe this season. Another team which will be very interesting to follow are Rono La Rochelle. They suffered heartbreak in two finals last year, one in the top 14 and one at Twickenham both against Toulouse. I spoke with Ronan and Tuera Carbarlo on the disappointment of last season and how they are getting on ahead of this year's competition. Firstly, Ronan, how are you finding your new role at La Rochelle? Uh, ten games into the season, sitting sixth. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it, there's definitely a hangover from last season, I think, and the fact that we've obviously... Uh, had a had a fantastic, brilliant season, getting to two finals, but ultimately not getting over the line in either. But that's that's uh, disappointing in one regard, but it was huge progress. On the other hand, uh, in terms of, I suppose, uh, this season we had a difficult start, slow start, and uh, we were definitely probably minds a little bit uh, looking back as opposed to looking forward. But I think um, we're in good shape going into the second block of the season. And um, you know, I suppose I was probably doing exactly the same job for the last two seasons. So in terms of upheaval or change in role, that was uh, um, 
not a, not an issue and not sort of from internally there was very little change obviously with just John and moving on to Claremont and obviously you have a few uh, top 14 games coming up but after that December into Europe it's always pretty exciting isn't it yeah it is yeah we uh, as I said earlier it's very hard to, to look uh, like you would when you were monster that you always knew okay I kind of am a three week countdown to Europe now and then you know it's it's a European week and there was massive excitement with here, but the fact that it, uh, domestic competition is uh, of such a high standard, our prep will start on the Monday before Glasgow, but that's sufficient time. That gives us uh, loads of time to prepare for a very important game, but we'll be excited by, by Europe. Uh, we are looking forward to it and the new form of the competition excites, I think, uh, a lot of the French teams, especially... especially uh, us because you want to try and do well in Europe and you want to try and do well in your domestic competition. There's a bit of history with Glasgow there. They beat you in 2019 home when you went away and beat them. So yeah. it was interesting, isn't it? Yeah, very interesting, really, because uh, I think, well, certainly for us, because we, we kind of don't have a history in the competition, but um, yeah, they were deservedly beat us in the Flandern and we probably deservedly beat them on a horrible night in Glasgow in the return game where we probably weren't expecting much from the game but that is a good message in the fact sometimes when you're expecting stuff it doesn't happen for you and other times when you're not expecting stuff uh, you get breaks but uh preparation has been good i think uh this season but there will be excitement definitely for for champions cup it's uh, new to the players but after the journey of last year um boys will want to try and get to to the knockout stages and and that's uh, has to be uh, the starting goal for us, um, but we know um, that it'll take a lot of uh, accurate performances. And you obviously yourself, so much history with the competition itself, winning it twice, and then you've mentioned a couple of times there, getting to a final last year. What makes it so special? Is it just a different ball game than the league, or how does the Heineken Cup, you know, in your eyes, even as a boy growing up, what makes it so good to you? Yeah, well, I suppose it depends what country you grew up in. For In Ireland, it was... It was the be all and end all. That was the focal point of our season. You were lucky enough to play internationals for Ireland, play European Cup for Munster, and you got to travel all around Europe in massive games and full stadia and uh, on the best of surfaces in soccer stadia and rugby stadia. And then uh, you got to test yourselves against the best teams as, as, as a competitor, as a sports person. What more did you want? And then you were with a consistent, probably hard working team like Munster. And uh, it was just uh, incredibly uh, exciting times and good days to be part of, of that team with ferocious support. And that final last year, or the couple of finals that you lost, what have you learned so, as much in those um, sort of last six months as a coach from them? Yeah, you've learned so much, really. I think you obviously do learn more from defeat. Now, there were some key messages, most definitely. I think one of them was the, uh, is probably, you've 80 minutes to, to be accurate, otherwise you can talk all summer about ifs and buts, well, essentially you don't have to be the best team for the season, you have to be the best team for 80 minutes, and if you're not accurate for those 80 minutes, you won't get what you want, and that would happen, but also I think in, in, in finals rugby, it's very different in the fact that you got to put your opposition under pressure and you got to squeeze them, if you don't squeeze them, they don't doubt, and if you don't get to lose to doubt, um, it becomes very difficult to get what you want, but they had more experience probably of the big occasion where we're growing as a team, we're getting better and uh, we're getting excited by it. 
Yeah, I looked at the team you played against Bordeaux a couple of weeks ago, and that team's very similar to the one that played in the final. Do you think that's a good thing going forward for you guys? Yeah, it is, as you say, because there's managing players when you want them to try and be at their best maybe in May or June of the following uh, calendar year. Uh, there's a little bit more to it than starting fast. You've got to manage players. You've got to manage a squad. You've got to manage a group. You've got to create cohesion. You've got to give guys opportunity. You can't bank on a certain number of players to play, to play the games. Otherwise, after 20 games, you're going to run out of steam. So... Uh, we had a big emphasis on, I suppose, um, getting making our squad players feel valued, that they can fit in, and it it's not interesting who's wearing the wearing the jersey, but if it's a yellow and black jersey, that that jersey performs. So, it's been fascinating, kind of, I suppose, watching uh, some great performances, some performance you've been disappointed with, but that's. I suppose why I'm involved in, in in this sport because it challenges you and then it kind of uh, it creates massive um, I suppose hope within you and then it, your hope sometimes get crushed on disappointing days but I think when you sleep you want to come back the next morning and get better and that's what a lot of the players are doing here but uh, I think what is satisfying behind the scenes would be that um, as you say there I think um, there's a there's a lot of quality and in the group and also uh, by you have to be good to get to two finals. So as disappointing as losing were and everyone thinks that losing is you write it off, but actually as you say you don't. You you take on board valuable lessons that when you get an out and the next opportunity wherever whenever that is you're better the next time. So that's certainly the mindset and the mentality we're taking. And if we take a player like Ohio West, maybe had a couple of disappointing finals. I've noticed you've kept with him and stuck faith in him. How did your role play in that, Ronan? How do you get alongside him and you know tell him to keep going, get better and better as a player? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's an interesting question because you know they're not robots. They have huge emotions, and you have to work with them. And you can see the disappointment. Yet it probably comes back to we only have a small little period of that 80 minutes to find the solutions live. It's not easy finding solutions live as a number 10. But uh, I think um, you could see that he was hurting. And I think if he wants to, to find solutions, I think that's the most important thing and that he's got to probably search deep within him. And then people ask what experience is. Experience is having a coach that's 20 years older than him that has seen those situations tenfold that can maybe guide him towards uh, a, maybe a better preparation model or a better mental model that may stand to him when he is put under the spotlight again. And obviously that final was a benchmark. Is that uh, what you have to get to now? Is that seen as success going one step further on or how do you plan that out? No, I don't think so. I think we look upon it differently in this club. I think we probably uh, put a big emphasis on um, enjoying the journey and getting getting stimulated out of that. I think that's very important. I think if you're looking at next May or June, you're going to be disappointed because, uh, you know I mean, two out of however many teams, 40 or 50 in Europe, get to, the, get to those finals footy. We, we tasted it twice last year, but that's over. It's gone. It's of no relevance now. Um, but we put a big emphasis on, I suppose, um, 
players enjoying themselves and it's not from from week to week game to game uh but also having competition for places but also what's best for the team and making sure we encourage our teammate and make sure that we have guys that can step in for other guys and uh and that we uh probably uh maximize um our potential or get somewhere close to that and finally and lastly sorry as a coach you're obviously still growing how much do you still have to get better and better every day or how does that work with you do you have any mentors or anything like that yeah of course you do yeah i'd be i'd be uh, coaching what um nearly eight nine years now so it's it's getting to a point where um you always have to have a mindset where i think you have uh, probably confidence and certain structure about how you see things but also the minute i think you become closed uh is the minute you you stall so every day is the is most definitely a uh, the opportunity to get better, to learn, or to uh, bounce ideas off people that you respect within the game. And I think having done a bit of travel, I have those kind of uh, contacts all around the world. Uh, but it moves quickly, so you need to have a good idea of of what I suppose your your core principles are, your pillars of performance, and then you can tweak it as you go along. But you don't want to be setting up robotic rugby. You think. You look back and you look at the, some of the rugby we played against Sale, Leinster, uh, Gloucester. It was it was natural, it was instinctive, and that's I think what I like in the players is that they get into kind of uh, an instinctive flow mode with it with it with a probably a framework guide as a background for them. Yeah, Jeremy, thanks so much for your time. Thanks a lot, Stuart. Talking a bit. Thank you. Nice work. Well, firstly, I make it your fourth season with La Rochelle. How much are you enjoying your time in France? Yeah, it's it's been brilliant. Um, initially, when when we came, we it was the middle of winter. Actually, we came halfway through the season, and uh, initially it was really difficult with the language and and uh, just adapting to the culture and stuff. But uh, my family and I, we 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 love uh, being in La Rochelle, and we're really happy to to have signed on again as well. And um, obviously, the Heineken Cups in a couple of weeks away. Did you realise how big a tournament it was when you were playing Super Rugby, or when it? When you first arrived here, when you started to get into the competition, after a couple of seasons, you realised how big it actually was? Yeah, I think in, in, the, in the Southern Hemisphere, we definitely have a lack of appreciation for, for probably the rugby in general um, um, up, in, up in the North, you know. But I'd have to say that the, the European Cup or the Champions Cup is probably the most uh, enjoyable competition I've played in, just purely because of how hard it is um, to, to, to win it. You know, you've got so many, so many great teams across all the best countries in Europe, you know, vying for vying for one trophy, um, and the the pressure is actually enormous, um, which which we can't appreciate. You know, we don't have the singing and and the sword as much down in the southern hemisphere, and that's something I really love about the north is all all the singing and the support, and it's just a bit of a different atmosphere, but very very high pressure. And you have Glasgow and Bath in your in your group. They're going to be interesting matches, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, we've been so busy with the top cutters that. Um, you know, we, we haven't we haven't really looked much at the at, at the European Cup to, to date. We've talked a little bit about it, obviously, but it's uh, it's unique in that it runs you know alongside the domestic competitions, which is something that we don't have um, in New Zealand as well. So there's there's so many different variables to plan up in the north, as well as the competitions being much longer as well. You know, you kind of you almost blink and miss the Super Rugby competitions played at a it's played at a, a high pace, high high tempo. Um, high team of game and here you go summer winter summer so no it's um it, it's it's awesome playing up here and obviously last year the final at twickenham disappointing 
you know, day for you, you scored a try. Is that, do you think, even though the loss is obviously still very fresh, but do you think going forward you can take some sort of positive from that defeat in the final against Toulouse? Yeah, definitely. You know, we're, we're a young club in terms of the, the, the Champions Cup, you know, and, and um, you know, I, I believe we were good enough to win and I still believe we're, we're good enough to win. You, you, you got to take learnings out of every game, uh, you know, whether, whether you win or lose. And um, it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really good experience for us. And, and hopefully, like you said, we'll take, we'll take the learnings out of that to, to improve a few areas of our game, uh, maybe a few areas of, uh, maybe a few expectations of how it was going to be. And, um, and try and rectify that in the, the competition this season. And it's a pretty consistent squad now, isn't it? That's going to be a good thing as well. You know, you seem to do have the same types of players like you and Ohio are playing 9 and 10 for a while now. That's going to stand you in good stead, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of the connections are, are still similar. You know, the, the spine is still largely largely intact um, from, from last season's with a couple of couple of blokes that left, left in a couple of couple of new additions. So, um no, it's got, it's got to be real good. We've got a bit of continuity there, so it'll be interesting to see how we go in the first couple of games. You've obviously won a couple of Super Rugby titles with the Chiefs. How would you compare the team you're in now to the ones back then? Is it as good fun? Are they getting as good as that team? That was pretty incredible back then, early 2012 sort of thing. That You had some good teams playing then, didn't you? Yeah, you know, the the team, the rugby's changed so much. I think I saw a couple of, couple of highlights from, from, from those games the other day and and rugby's changed so much so it's so hard to, to compare you know what, which team would be better but um, I, I've played you know both teams I've played with the great individual players and in, um, in both uh, both in both the teams we had a great environment uh, and the thing about rugby is there, you know it's um it's in, every, every year is a different year different challenges and um, and you know there's just um, yeah, I don't think I could compare them, but it's thoroughly enjoyable playing across uh, both competitions, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we can win a couple of trophies at, at La Rochelle. And um, a word on your coach from Nogara, obviously now director of rugby. How well do you go on with him? Is he a taskmaster? What's he like to work with? Yeah, no, I, I get on uh, really well with uh, Rog there. You know, it's the uh, rugby's an interesting thing. Uh, I never thought I'd probably be getting uh, coached by by Rog. Used to. I think he used to be part of a rugby game we used to play when we were young kids, you know, on the Xbox or or PlayStation there. But no, he's he's a good taskmaster. He, he's been to New Zealand as well, and uh, it, it's um it's it's interesting to hear the comparisons and and learnings that he's brought and and how you know he's he's uh, brought his experiences from both hemispheres um together. And and as you as you can see, you know, we play a, an exciting brand of uh, of rugby. And you yourself, you signed on a new deal. You must be loving your rugby. Where do you feel it is at the moment in terms of your form? Seeing you scored a couple of tries earlier on the season, do you feel full of confidence and ready to go this season? As you know, ten games in. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, you know, it is. Uh, we've been a bit up and down in the French comp, but I feel like we're um, we're we're trending nicely. Um, from a personal level, I just enjoy playing um, playing rugby. Um, I really, I love the city. I enjoy playing for, for La Rochelle and. And with a with a good bunch of men as well. So, um, like I said, we'll see how we go. But I'm I'm really excited for the for the Champions Cup uh, Champions Cup to to begin. And finally, reaching those two finals last year has the bar now been set? Is the next step to go and win one? You said earlier there you think this team is good enough to win that. Is it just a bit of extra experience and composure in those big situations? Yeah, definitely. And it's it's a lot of learnings, you know. Once you go to the big show, like uh, you know. Was Exeter that they uh they they lost a they lost a uh, champions um 
a final in, in England before before they won it, you know, and I'm sure that if you ask them, they'd say they 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 took a, they took a lot of lessons out of it, and obviously um, they became you know they they won it a year later or two years later, and it's a similar thing for us. But as I said, there's so many good teams in the competition. You know, uh, if you don't turn up on your day, you you, you get knocked off. So uh, dead set, I believe we we've got a squad capable of winning, but um, I also know that you have to you have to bring out your best uh, on the day as well. All right, great stuff. Great to speak to you and good luck this weekend. Okay, cheers, mate. So, a fascinating insight ahead of this weekend's opening round of fixtures. You can catch our first game live in Virgin Media 2 this Saturday afternoon as Cardiff Blues take on five-time champions Toulouse. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.